A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you want a one in a million team, you need to be a one in a million coach. Welcome back to Mindset Monday. I'm Gene Zanetti, your coast-to-coast mindset coach from Winning Mindset, bringing to you great tips on how to be the best coach possible. So I just spoke at the Nike Football Coaches Convention that was over in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and we spoke a lot about what can you as a coach do specifically to bring your team to the next level. So I'm going to hit you with some quick tips, simple things you could do. First of all, take a genuine interest in the kid. they got to know that you genuinely care. What are their interests? What do they like? What do they dislike? What are their hobbies? So you've got to get inside the kid's head. If you want to get bring out their best performance, you've got to show them that you actually care. Okay? Now, that might be difficult. You might have a huge team. College football team might have 90 players. So how do you do that? You do what they do. They break it up. Different coaches have different players. So if you have assistant coaches on the team, have them get to know the different, play, the different athletes. Now, if you're the head coach, you're going to want to know your starters. Your starters, those are the people you got to know. But... Even the people who aren't starting, they're very important because there's injuries that can happen all the time. People quit the team unexpectedly. Things happen. Life happens. And all of a sudden, you find someone who's not your starter is now your starter in the biggest competition of the season. So make sure you know your athletes. What are they like? What are their dislikes? Ask them about their life. Kids can tell pretty quickly when all you're asking them is questions about, about the sport. So it's basically just becomes, what can you do for me? Right? It becomes a, more of a business interaction right? And I get it. Most of the time we do have to be, we, a lot of times we do have to be brief and businesslike, but we got to make it a point, even if it seems a little awkward at first, or if it seems a little forced, you got to make it a point to ask people about their life, find out about their family, ask them about their family, ask them about their, you know, things that they're doing. So that's important for a coach. That's important for a business owner. That's important for a manager of any kind of company. We got to genuinely care about the other kid. Kids can sense if you don't care about them. And they'll run through a brick wall for someone who does care for them. But someone who doesn't, if they get a sense that the coach doesn't really care for them, they'll just basically do the bare minimum that that coach wants. So you want to be a one in a million team? You got to be a one in a million coach. It's not easy. Next, you got to know certain things about the athlete in terms of mindset, what makes them tick. Especially your starters, you're the head coach. But you want to know this about everyone on the team, even if you got to get the assistants to do it. What are certain things that help you mentally? What do you like? Like how do how does what brings out your best? 
mentally. What can I say to you um, before competition, during a competition, those kind of things? Do you like a more vocal coach, a less vocal coach? Do you want more yelling? What is it? What is it that you like? You also need to find out from the kid what turns them off mentally or what might inadvertently hurt them mentally. Some things we see on a regular basis is when coaches are talking too much about records, rankings, seedings, predictions, stats, even thinking too much about winning and losing, that's when kids sometimes turn off. Now, that's not every kid, but a lot of kids, that's what it is. My point to you as the coaches, find out what works for them mentally, what doesn't work for them mentally. This means you're going to have to probably have a preseason meeting with the athlete and possibly another follow-up mid-season with the athlete. So I'd recommend that. Two meetings with the kid. Preseason, before the season starts ideally, and then sometime in the middle of the season to see what's working, what's not working, what can we tweak. Okay, you need to know what's, what, what, what's helping them and what's hurting them. So you're going to want to throw out some examples. Our coach's mindset guide does this. It helps you so you can start. It, it generates the conversation. You want to make this an ongoing conversation with your athlete. Next, you need to find out how sensitive the kid is. Every kid's a little bit different. Some kids just want to be, some kids want to just be told what to do. Tell me what I got to do. Be, you know, quick and to the point. Some kids like that. Other kids prefer more the sandwich approach. You give a compliment, you give the critique, and then another compliment at the end. Other kids, you need to be really careful with how you frame the critique because that's, that's something that, you know, certain kids are very sensitive and it could be their upbringing, it could just be their natural disposition, their personality, but you have to be real careful with those kids, but you still got to critique them. Letting the kid know, actually saying to the kid, I care about you. Now, it doesn't have to be all the time. I'm not saying you want, you want it to be some kind of uh, corny, you know, kumbaya all the time or something like that, but certain kids, first of all, everyone likes to be told that, that, that they're cared about. So that's that you tell all your kids. Certain kids, though, need to be told a little bit more. If you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about. Where certain kids, you got to be a little bit more sensitive to those people. Okay, and, and, and if you do that, they'll give you a great result. So certain kids, you got to let them know more frequently, I care about you. I just want what's best for you. So you got to know the kid's sensitivity level. You got to take time. You got to think about the kid. You got to say, you got to say what, what's going to help him, what's not going to help him. Um, how sensitive are they? You have to actually ask yourself as a coach and the assistant coaches that take some of the other kids, how sensitive is this kid? What kind of critique would work the best for him or her? Okay, so you have to know how to give a critique. As an example, I love pizza. When I go fishing, which I haven't done too much in a, in, a, in a while, but when I go fishing, I don't put pizza on the hook. You have to put bait on the hook. Why? Because I need to serve it to them. I need to serve them what they like to eat. It's the same thing with giving a critique. You need to give the critique. The critique is very much a receiver-dependent thing. You're trying to get this to stick in the athlete's mind. So you need to say it in such a way that they're going to receive it, that they're going to listen to it, that they're likely to internalize it, which means it can't just be a general approach to all the kids. you got to work with their sensitivity level. So you got to fish with what they're going to bite. So you got to give the critique, but you could frame it in a way that they're going to digest the best. Okay. Next, you want to know, how does the athlete want to be treated right before they compete? Some athletes like to be fired up. Some would prefer you to talk to them about anything other than the sport. A lot of athletes want that. They want a coach to just joke around with them, smile, make me laugh. Don't talk about the sport. Other kids would prefer maybe one or two key technical points for them to do before they go out there to compete. So you need to know for that kid, what do they like? What works for them? How do they want you to treat them before they compete? Or do they want to just be left alone? A lot of kids just want to be left alone. 
There are some kids, it's rare, maybe one in 30 kids, once you'd really fire them up and yell, you know, sport like wrestling, you'd slap the kid in the face, you get away with that, <laughs> right? But that's what, the kid, that's what the kid prefers. But that's not everyone. That's not everyone. So you got to ask them what works for you. And also, when you give them feedback after the competition, how soon do they need the feedback? How soon would they prefer it? Do they want immediate feedback? Do they want it a little bit later in the day or maybe the next day? Some coaches, they do a 24-hour rule. They don't bring it up until maybe not 12, 24 hours, but the next day they'll bring up feedback that they need after they compete. Each kid's different. If you want to be a championship coach, you got to take time with each kid. You got to sit down with them before the season and during the season to find out what makes them tick, what turns them off. Also, you got to go the extra mile. Dan Gable, who was one of the greatest wrestling coaches of all time, he took time to call their parents, talk to the athletes' parents, talk to the coach, the other the athletes' former coaches. So he was a college coach. He would call up the high school coach. If you're a high school coach, are you speaking to the middle middle school coaches? If you're you're a high school football coach, are you speaking to the Pop Warner football coaches? This is the kind of thing that makes the difference. Okay, there's got to be communication between the high school coaches and the rec program coaches. Or, let's say you're coaching at a private school. You don't have a feeder program. You might have to go out of your way a little bit. You, you might need to ask your, your athletes who their former coaches were. You've got to do your homework. You've got to reach out to them. As a coach, you could, also look, you could also talk to their teachers, right? Who does the kid have as a teacher? What are their favorite subjects? Speak to that. Ask the kid, what's your favorite subject? Oh, history. Maybe they say history. Why do you like history? They say, oh, because my teacher's nice. Almost every kid, when I was a school psychologist, we had to interview them and, and ask them questions about, you know, you know, their school life and everything and what brings out their best, what's hurting them. Anytime you ask a kid, what's your favorite subject? They would say, whatever subject they said, they would say, because my teacher is nice. Okay. So what does that mean? That means they have, they have some kind of click with that teacher, right? Find it out. What's your favorite subject? They say math. Okay. Talk to that kid's math teacher. Put in the extra time as a coach. You want your athletes to go the extra mile in their training? You want them to get extra workouts in? You've got to lead the, lead the way. You've got to go the extra mile, and you need to talk to their teacher. You need to find out what their worst subject is. Talk to that teacher, too. What's turning them off? Find out. you got to get to the bottom of it. you got to do a little bit of detective work. I know in the ideal world, everything would be nice and easy for us, and, e and each kid, there'd be, there'd be no trouble, right? you got to do a little digging. Find out their favorite teacher. Even ask the kid, who is your favorite teacher of all time? Maybe it was in middle school. You talk to that teacher. What works for them? Call the kid's parents sometimes. What's helping them? What's hurting them? What are their interests? What do they like? What you know? When are they at their best? When are they at their worst? You got to dig. You got to do some. You got to do some digging. And that's why you want to bring in the assistant coaches for this. So again, it is a lot of extra work. You already have a lot on your hands. There's no doubt about it. And there's no doubt about this is a whole other extra step that you're going to be doing. But the top coaches are going to be willing to do it. If you really want to maximize your potential, look, maybe you have a team of studs and you have a lot of talent in and you don't quite need to do this. Okay? Maybe you don't need to do it. Maybe you don't need to do it. But if you wanted to maximize the potential, you would take the time to find out about each of these kids. So use the resources you have. Speak to their you know, maybe older siblings, their teachers, their, you know, you might, have, you might have coached an older sibling, talk to them, talk to um, their parents, talk to teachers. And once you get, once you get a sense of a few people, you kind of know the kid's personality, their, their interest in that. And now you know how to make them tick because a lot of coaches, a lot of teachers say, well, how do I, how do I get a kid fired up? Who's not really that interested, right? A kid who's more like apathetic, like doesn't really care. 
right? Then you need to go through special interests. You need to find what they liked. Maybe it's a video game. Maybe it's a certain movie. Maybe it's a certain hobby or whatever it might be, shopping, whatever it is. Um, you find that out. It's Now you bring that up in front of the kid. All of a sudden you have their attention, right? So you have to find out what are their special interests. And finally, are you praying for your athletes? A lot of coaches talk a great deal about, hey, you know, I'm, I'm a believer, a big person of faith. Are you praying for your athletes? Are you taking time to pray? Are you asking the Lord um, to help them, to heal them, to, to heal their families? It's very important. You got to be doing that. And at a practical level, it makes sense. If you're, if you're praying, just from a, a purely human level, if you're praying for the kid, it means you're thinking about him outside of the field. And you're thinking of him as a total person, not just as an individual out there. So you want to change that word. You don't want to call them individuals. You want it to be persons. Because individuals almost kind of like depersonalizes them, right? It makes them seem like they're just like one like one cattle in the, in the herd or whatever. So instead, it's these are persons. When you're praying for them, you're recognizing they're persons. They're people. They have a family. They have things they struggle with. They're not perfect. So pray. Ask God to heal that person. And again, he will. And even at a practical level, you're thinking about that person on a more regular basis. You're going to be a better coach. So be the total package. Do the extra work. Ask the questions. Have the meetings. And we've seen this again from youth teams, high school teams, college teams, and even at the highest level, our Olympic athletes we're working with. We're talking to the coaches about this. They're saying it helps. Even in businesses, we've worked with sales teams. We've worked with organizations and businesses. And for them, we had them, we had the employers do this for their employees. The management did this to the people they were managing, and they found this was a big help. And even, even these managers who knew the people pretty well, once they did these kind of exercises and asked these kind of questions and had these meetings, they got even more out of their employees. So that's what it's about. You want to stretch your potential as much as you possibly can. You got to maximize. Remember, if you want to be... If you want a one-in-a-million team, you got to be a one-in-a-million coach. That's how it's got to be done. Makes sense, right? So make sure you're putting in the time. Be willing to do the work. And if your team, group, company, organization is planning a banquet, training, sales meeting, or event, think winning mindset for your speaking needs. We remind you, as always, that life's not a spectator sport. You know that. You've got to get out there and participate. Good luck. Thanks for calling. Make it a great day. I know we can do it, friends. Take care. God bless you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.